I'm Zach and John Mir. My name is Zach Wright, close by John Mir Wilson. And today the name of the game is Warriors versus Celtics, the final battle. So the playoffs have come, and round one has passed, round two has passed, and round three has passed, and here we are, the finals, the summit, Warriors versus the, the Celtics. The dynasty of the Warriors is back at it. The Celtics, the young upstarts, have finally broken through the barrier, beating all the teams that, the, that have beaten them in the last three years to actually get to the finals. And now we're here. But before we get into it, I do want to apologize for our conference finals episode not coming out. We had some technical difficulties and it is currently inaccessible, so we could not post it, but it was done and edited and all that. So we may or may not post it in the near future. Um, just, you know, we need to get access to it first to even consider that. But yeah, with that being said, Jamir, let's talk about it. How did we get here? Well, before I start, I want to shout you out because this one reason you have been you have correctly predicted the outcome of every series with the exception of the Dallas and Phoenix series. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> I didn't realize that. So not game not you know exactly by game but right. by outcome you have correctly selected every series up to this point. So you've you've pretty much seen what was you know what it was going to come to for the most part. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I knew I knew this was the, I knew this was the finals from round one. Not gonna lie to you. You've been you've been a czar for the most part. Right. Um, so you know, props to you. Maybe I'll do better next year. Who knows? <laughs> Amen. In your in, in your defense, and I guess mine in a sense too. No one expected Phoenix to um implode like, like such. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, getting into it, we both correctly predicted. I selected Boston in seven. You, uh, you selected Boston in six. Sir. And we both selected Golden State in six, which they wound up winning in five. In terms of, and I guess I'll start with the the less interesting series. I'll start with. Uh, Golden State and Dallas, I just felt like Dallas just just was not enough at all. They 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 got beat by depth. They got beat by defense. They got beat by a lot of like, and they were just outmatched in every category. It, a lot of times, it kind of looked similar to. You know what people were saying about this the, the Heat and Boston series, where it was kind of just Luca on no man's land, where it was just he was getting his, and everybody else wasn't getting theirs. Uh, there's a lot of that, so I believe that they need to make a move to get a real significant second option. And you you kind of touched on this before, where. I said that he, you know, he looks like he has some kind of help now. And you said that this doesn't even, this isn't even real help that he has. So, you know, someone similar in, you know, to his caliber in scoring, I think him and Jimmy Butler, ironically, could both use in the future. 
so yeah, that's 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 what happened in that series right away. Do you want to touch any anything on the Golden State series? Um, no, like you said, it was the least interesting of the two. Grand, they were both blowout city. This whole round was just blowout central, but um, yeah, just Dallas just didn't have enough talent. I think we now see the best possible system or the best system that we that we've seen thus far for Luca. Um, you know, in terms of like the player, the type of players around him, the blueprint is there finally. Because like you know, they had KP and KP didn't pan out, but then but just that aside, just systematically didn't seem like the perfect system for him but now we know what, what works best so now it's just a matter of getting upgrades on you know what they have in place now you can certainly get a better version of spencer dinwiddie's better version of Jalen brunson um cleaver's good you can definitely find someone who does what he does at a better you know at a higher clip so doing things like that i think that's kind of their, their path they need to take because they got very far with um a 21 team outside of luca so, you know, shout out to them. They did they had a nice little Cinderella run, but um it was over. Honestly, I picked Warriors in six as did you, but I felt like I did it out of respect for what Dallas had done. I really truly I in my heart I felt like it would have been faster. I was like, you know what, Dallas is on one. I'll give, I'll give him a game six. But yeah, I don't have much to add beyond that. It was all right, I guess. <laughs> it happened. Now I want to say this too. Now this 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 Dallas Mavericks situation, it feels so much so much like the like Houston Harden Rockets because he is the engine. Everything runs through him, and the team is just built around him and. I don't want it to I, – I really hope that the Mavericks – and I've been saying this for a while, but I really hope that the Mavericks learn from the Harden Rockets and see the error in their ways by not – you know, because, I mean, they got a Chris Paul, which was a great fit, but Pitt, Chris Paul was, pro, you know, a, a step ahead of – you know, a step past his prime, at least a step past his prime. And, I mean – Chris Paul was still great. He's still he's still really good now, but they need to go get someone who can really bring it home. And I think they need to up, as you said, upgrade their role players. Like you know, Kleba, as you said, is good. Dwight Powell, you can get a better version of that in, in like a, a Clint Capella, maybe a trade for Gobert, which would be a big, really good move. Uh, th- that would get them a lot closer, in my opinion. Uh, it, it, but yeah, there's, there's, they definitely need someone else who can, you know, run the ball, score, facilitate, do all those kinds of things. Who can be, I guess, like a, a co-runner of that system, and then, uh, you know, yeah, I, I just just upgrade the role players, upgrade the quality of the role players, because you know. Th- the average role player on that team is more like a, a, a ninth, a eighth, ninth man in a championship rotation. Yeah, Dwight Powell's a 13th man on a good team. <laughs> uh, he's like, he is the most, like, I don't, I don't even call him the most average. He's the most, like, uh, 
below average center. He's just below average at everything to the point where he's like, okay, overall. <laughs> but like Mason Plumlee would be a great upgrade over him. It would be. Capella would be any any rim running big man who can who has any any mobility and any defensive ability whatsoever would be an upgrade over Dwight Powell, especially for the money that you're paying him now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so yeah, like Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie are good players. I think both of them would be terrific six men. I don't think you necessarily need both of them. I would try to pers- personally, if I was the, the Mavericks GM, I would be looking to package Hardaway Jr. Uh, package and package one of the two of them along with maybe somebody else like a Dwight Powell or something. If, if the other team would want it to try to get a really, really good player and then maybe sign, you know, ch- you know, ring chasers. Um, I have a question for you as a Sixers fan. I pro- proposed this to you before, but I'll propose it again. Oh, I propose oh, to you for okay. uh, Hardaway Jr. and Dwight Powell for, um, what's his name, Tobias Harris. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, no uh, actually, no, the Dallas would give up a first-round pick. Never no. mind. If they were, if it... We well, all need a backup center bed, and Dwight Powell is below average, but he's but very... see... see Here's my thing, right? I think that Paul Reed, if he's like to be honest, I feel like Paul Reed's main problem is just that he wasn't getting enough playing time. Like, I want to see Paul Reed with more playing time before I can truly assess what he can be. Because from what I've seen in the little bit of time that I've seen, I believe that Dwight Powell, I believe that Paul Reed can definitely reach, if not surpass, what Dwight Powell is. Just, yeah. just based off eye test. And then Tim, I believe you know, it. You know, Tim Hardaway Jr. would be a nice addition if he's healthy, but he costs a lot of damn money, uh, you know, for what he, he's giving you. Uh, and I mean, bias. honestly, I feel like Tim Hardaway Jr.'s 20, whatever million he makes is better than the 35 million or whatever Tobias is making. And, and, and to be, and to be fair, yeah, I just don't, like that helps Dallas and it helps Philly, but yeah, you don't have to. You don't love it. That makes sense. You got to love a trade to do a trade. So yeah, I, get I don't. It. I, I like it. I like it, but I don't love it. I would prefer. I would personally prefer. Like my asking price for me, I'm asking for minimum at, at a minimum. I'm looking for Hardaway Junior. And maybe no, 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 no. I'm looking for Dinwiddie or Brunson. Right. If I'm smart, yeah. I'm looking for Dinwiddie or Brunson. And I and I could I would honestly you could do a straight up deal for that, like Brunson. Okay. It's you know, not bad. You know, maybe having to throw in somebody else for cap reasons because Tobias has a really high price tag. But yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not I'm not yeah that's that's with first with first round picks I kind of like it, but you know. All right, it's not realistic. But I don't like Dwight Powell though. So no, I feel you. I feel you. Mm-hmm. It is interesting because like Dallas would benefit from a wing who can actually make a shot. And Tobias isn't the greatest player in the world, but he can make a shot. Oh hell yeah. He, he would be he, create would, a, he, he can create his own shot, which is something that they don't have on the wings. 
Mm-hmm. Like if we're talking about ex- expanding upon what they have beyond just getting better versions of what they have ready, the expansion is getting a wing. Honestly, I don't think they need to go that route. I think that you keep Dorian Finney-Smith. Oh, definitely. As one of your wings. You have you have Luca. I say where they need to upgrade is they need to get the two big upgrades that I think they need in order to win a championship is to get a high caliber guard. Possibly. I don't know if they would be able to pull it off, but Bradley Beal would be terrific. Or someone of that brass. Yeah. You know, a player of that caliber. Yes, uh, a high caliber. I would say a high caliber guard and a better center. Oh, definitely a better center. Like a Clint Capella. Like if they like a dream offseason is if they were to sign a solid, you know, like a, a Montrez Harrell or someone or a, a better center. Acquire Rudy Gobert in a trade. Or. You know, you know, I would, yeah, I would move. I would be like, all right, am I moving Dinwiddie or am I moving Brunson? Because I keep, I would keep one on the bench, try to get a high, high level guard, and then try to get a, a, you know, good, a better center. Because I think, because I think you can get a wing, you can get a defending wing for cheap. If you're, if you're a contender, which they, you know, now le- legitimately are. Because they have the, because as you said, as you you know eloquently put it out, they have a system in place now. They have one of the best players in the world, and yeah, having one of the best players in the world and having a system is all you need, especially right. when you have good role players and pieces around that. So, yeah, I, I think I think a guard in the center would do. All right. And while we uh, jump to the other loser, <laughs> the Miami Heat. Whew. Oh, they put up a valiant effort. Series went to seven. I predicted six. You correctly predicted seven, as you had mentioned. And it was um a roller coaster ride, I guess, in the sense of yes, it was. Even the close games were just you know hard to hard to um fall out. (laughs) It's like you just didn't know what was going on at certain points. Even game seven, you know, Marcus Smart was a brick city. Almost broke my heart. (laughs) They they hit the game clinching free throws. There's just a lot going on. But yeah, why don't we talk about Miami? That series was a battle of attrition. Both teams were very badly beat up. Marcus Smart, Al Horford, and Rob Williams all missed time. The Heat with Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, all you know, being you know being in and out. It was a it was a serious battle of attrition. It was physical. It was tough. Uh, Jimmy Butler showed up as usual. Mm-hmm. Tyler Hero couldn't really give it his all from what it would seem. And you know, overall, the Celtics just were the better team at the end of the day when it came down to it. When when they weren't shooting themselves in the foot offensively with turnovers and just dumb shots and, you know, iso ball with, you know, things that killed them earlier in the season. 
and they were playing they were playing team basketball and defensively they were locked in it was it was a wrap they they you know they took care of business they should have closed it out in six but jimmy butler was magnificent he had i would say he had three magnificent games but you know obviously you need four wins right and I, when when he first took that 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 shot in Game Seven, because that's that's all people have been talking about in terms of the Heat. I didn't like it, but then when I thought about it, the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? That was not a bad shot. Right. I feel you. Yeah. I personally, when he took it, my heart dropped. I was shook. It. I didn't think he was gonna make it, but I also didn't expect him to go back to back. Um, basically back to back 44 games. But like, you know, I respected it. The dude was on one all game. Mm-hmm. No one else had it going. Mm-hmm. At that point, he, he he was liable to make anything. So he just he just took the shot to win the game, and I respect it because a, a a drive on Al Horford is not a great. It's not an easy shot. Al Horford, no, no not at all. To defend it, it's not like it's going to be an easy layup. It mm-hmm. would have been a difficult layup. So he took an easy three, which he's been hitting threes all game. So mm-hmm. I wasn't mad at it. I thought I was. I don't think it was the best decision. I think he should have drove and try, just try to get the foul or try to score and probably end up getting fouled. I personally would have did that or like drove and kicked out to uh, one of his teammates who were running down behind him. But yeah, I think I think it was an okay shot. It just didn't go in, and that's just the nature of three point attempts. Yeah, and also the dude, the dude had just came came off a forty point game and he dropped thirty that night so it was yeah as you say you know his teammates weren't feeling it Al Horford is not an easy dude to score on the the closer you get to Al Horford the more difficult the shot becomes truly and in transition in 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 the moment I like the shot so you know sometimes you just don't get the bounce right just don't get that bounce and he didn't get that bounce because you know and and it's it's how it's how those things go. Like if he hits that shot and they get to stop at the end of the game, he's a, he's a hero, right? But you know now you know some people now we're, we're arguing should he have taken the shot because he missed. So right. yeah, I, I I like it. I think it was I think it was a smart. Damn, what the the Heat I feel like are kind of in a similar boat where they have the system. They know what works. I just think that they need to, I guess, better define, because part of the part of the nature, and I kind of, I hinted at this in our previous episode, which obviously people didn't get to listen to, that one of the issues with the Heat is that their roles aren't necessarily defined. And I feel like, at, you know, at any time, Eric Spolstra is just going to call on people and you just got to be ready mm-hmm. where I feel like, for example, Duncan Robinson, they just paid this man a whole bunch of money for the off season that he, or for the season or the in, in postseason that he had in the bubble. And mainly I feel like, and we hardly saw him in these playoffs because he's a defensive liability and he can be stopped as a three point shooter. Um, Max Strews, is a little better a defender, but he's not a great defender. Uh, we, you know, we saw Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown try to pick at him as much as possible. Bam is good. 
PJ Tucker is he's he's a good piece to have. He's not a great offensive player. My question is like, where do they go from here? Like you you went all in in the offseason getting PJ Tucker and getting Kyle Lowry and doing all those things to try to make this run happen now, and you come up short. It's like, where do you go from here? Because I know I think I, I think you definitely need to get another offensive player who can go right. get one. Right. And the problem is, like, or the sad part with the Miami situation is Kyle Lowry was supposed to be that other guy who, like, stabilized the offense and took, you know, took some off Jimmy Butler's – took some load off of Jimmy Butler's back. But he just looked out of shape. And I don't even say he looked hurt. I just think he just looked out of shape. He was just tired. And, like, I think that's why he was flopping so damn hard. He was getting kind of terrible. It was just getting ridiculous to watch him at a certain point. He was just, like, doing just most outrageous flops. Like, everyone talks about Marcus Smart. But Lowry was next level flopping. Like it's like, to, and it's just crazy because the refs were just not like they're just like falling for it every time. But yeah, regardless, he was he was supposed to be that guy, but he looked like he got got, got a little washed, as, you know, a little late in the season. Unfortunately, he had injuries all year, and progress were just catching up to him. But then, like um, in Game Six, you know, he did he did what he was what they brought him to do. He had, he had a couple of big shots. He, uh, you know, he made some big plays, but it's just kind of hard now because they're paying him, you know, money to be that guy. He's just showing us that he's no longer that person. So it'll be interesting to see how they go because they how they go for next year because they can't afford to pay another guy that much. You know, that that money's locked up ready. So it's going to be very interesting how they navigate this. But Tyler Hero improvement is something to look out for if he can get better. Than he is now, that'll definitely help a lot. And he was hurt, but that's not really an excuse for the simple fact that everybody was hurt in the series. <laughs> so that was a big thing with this series. It's like you don't know who was playing game to game. But um, yeah, go Celtics. Finals, <laughs> finals, baby. <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. So I guess now there's two teams left. Why don't you break down the ball? Let's break them down real quick. Break down the Celtics for me. How do you how do you see this team? I like the Celtics. They have they this this whole this series gives me Pistons versus Lakers vibe almost because you know. The, the juggernaut that has been is the Golden State Warriors. But the Celtics are one of the better defensive teams that have played in a while in terms, especially in terms of their ability to switch one through five and defend and cover and space and all that kind of stuff. And there's no, there's no real target that you can pinpoint in their lineup. Most, you know, I would say their top seven players, you can't really pinpoint a, a weakness defensively. You know, one, because they start five, obviously is, is stout. Mm-hmm. The, the problem they have two offensive, like they have two problems. I would say number one, offensively, when they get low, they get very low. Because they 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 get into a lot of isolation heavy basketball, 
they don't have a true point guard. Like Marcus Smart is as, is the closest thing that they have to that, and he's barely that. Like he's a he's more of a initiator as opposed to a playmaker. He's like a Bryce Brown. What, what Bryce Brown was for the Nets more than what or Chris Brown Paul, huh? Bruce Brown, you mean? Bruce Brown, yes. He's more of what Bruce Brown is, you know, was this year for the for the Nets as opposed to what Chris Paul is for the Suns as the actual playmaker and distributor and that kind of thing. So I feel like a lot of times, like, for example, uh, another thing, another reason why I guess kind of, I guess quickly going back to that shot that Jimmy Butler took, I'm glad that the best player took that shot. The best player on the Heat took that shot where Marcus Smart late in that game took most of the shots. Mm-hmm. Even though they were open, he took most of the shots in late game situations. And them not having a point guard hurts, especially when a team like the Warriors have the kind of defensive captain that they have in Draymond Green. And I feel like that's gonna be that's gonna be a, a, a that that can be exploited. And they, you know, they get very turnover heavy because they, you know, they get so ISO heavy with with them not having a point guard. That weakness, and also not being good at home. <laughs> They're not like they they they. You know, obviously they swept the Nets. They lost a couple at home against the Bucks. And when they were supposed to close out Miami at home, like they've been, they've been pretty damn good on the road, but they just at home, they just haven't been the team that they should be. And that hurts because you, you at home, you need every one of those games. Right. So especially the team that's not having home court. Mm-hmm. You need those games. And I mean, again, like you have been good on the road, but that doesn't mean that you should bank on being good on the road. So those, you know, their defense and their ability to switch and also having two guys essentially who can close, I think, are your strengths. Uh, but your weaknesses are the fact that you can turn up, you're, 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 you don't have a playmaker and you don't have someone who facilitates and runs the offense and you're not good at home. Those are your two weaknesses. So it's just kind of weighing that. And then with Golden State, when it comes to Golden State for me, they also get into lulls offensively, but I just think it's because they just get into shooting lulls. But their strength, I guess, kind of counteracts their weakness because at any moment, they can go crazy. They can go ballistic mm-hmm. offensively. I think defensively, they also have a lot of versatility, especially if they get Gary Payton back. Having a defensive captain, the likes of a Draymond Green, and having a guy who can facilitate is a, a big difference to me. And also, Golden State hasn't lost at home in these playoffs, which is quite ironic since they're going up against the Boston team that's really good on the road. So what what are you, what, what is your like takeaway from these two teams coming in? 
Um, I guess I'll start, you know, just for consistency, I'll start Boston as well. You made great points, although I will, um, I venture to, to argue that when, when it comes to the lack of point guard, yes, it is a weakness, but they have kind of turned it into something that, not necessarily a strength, because it is, it, it, the turnovers and stuff have shown, it's shown, the, shown itself multiple times, but in a sense that, like, they've taken on more of a egalitarian approach to, in terms of, like, bringing the ball up and touches and stuff. It's not one person necessarily running the plays. They're not afraid to pass the ball. They're not afraid to, to share the ball in regards to which stems from them realizing we don't have a tried and true point guard. Let's, you know, let's switch the let's switch gears a little bit. And Marcus Smart, you know, he does run, run the offense pretty well. You know, he, he had the 20, I think it was like 24 and 13, the one game against Miami. So he's, he has been running the show very well. And I will say Jason Tatum has been an exceptional playmaker throughout the, the entirety of these playoffs. So, like, while they don't have a true point guard, they, they take a different approach to playmaking, and it does work overall, I'd say. And while they do have lulls on offense, they came against two of the better defenses in the entire NBA. They had the they had one of the toughest roads to the finals I can think of in the last few years as well. I'm not going to say I actually looked at the last, like, eight, not eight or nine years, you know, the runs teams have had, but just off of the top of my head, this was a difficult run, like, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, Giannis, and then, you know, Giannis at fresh off a championship, and then the that very consistent, very tough Miami team. That's a hard road. But, yeah, there's, like one, like you said, one through five. You can switch. So you can even trust Marcus Smart on a center. He's had success in centers plenty of times throughout his career. Um, Derek White is the only player that – you know, the, all the top seven that you mentioned, Derek White's the only one teams t- tried to attack, and he got all defensive votes, which, you know, that tells you a lot about the team's defensive capabilities. It's truly one of the best defenses we've seen in a long, long time. They have, well, I'd say Steph Curry is the best player in the series. Tatum has the ability to outperform just about anybody in the NBA on any given night. And Jalen Brown will, you know, while he's not the most, uh, doesn't get the most recognition in the league, he, you know, he had 40 against Miami, and they lost the game, but he's still, you know, he, he's capable of having big games as well. And they, they have a, a nice blend of uh, – like, Marcus Smart's a, a tried-and-true veteran at this point. Al Horford, you know, 141 playoff games before he finally made the finals. Um, they have amazing size. Because that's the thing, like, with their switching, was, like – you compare it to the 04 Pistons, we're like, you know, this is one of the things with them too. Like, they have five dudes who can move their feet and guard a lot of, you know, guard just about anybody for a period of time. And that's just something that, you know, I'll now jump to the Warriors. Something the Warriors will make, I might find, I, well, I find the Celtics have to be a good matchup for them just because the Warriors, yeah, they, they um, you know, we know they, they're a small ball, that's their thing. But also, we have seen them. And just in general, the fact that they like to play a small game, sometimes they play against centers who are big and aggressive, like Steven Adams, for example, that gave them some trouble. And then once they got put Looney back in, then they started winning. But one has to wonder if Looney is going to be able to handle, um, you know, Al Horford and or Robert Williams, you know, for an extended period of time throughout a game. But, you know, the Warriors, they're tried and true. Their only reason why we had a reprieve possibly is because Clay's been hurt. 
But if players healthy this whole time, who's to say that the Warriors wouldn't have been right there in the thick of things for the last few years as well? Steph Curry's by far, not about by far, but he's the best player in the series overall, I'd say. But my thing with the Warriors that's questionable, they do play Jordan Poole and Clay together with Steph a lot. And Clay's just not the same defender anymore. We've, we've just seen we've seen him get torched by too many bums at this point. Um, Poole is not, he's just nowhere near, he's just not a good defensive player at all. So that's just something to watch out for with them. Uh, Gary Payton, the second's coming back. So that is interesting. But he's, while he's a great defender, he's 6'2. And that's just what I'm questioning if the Warriors have enough to guard the wings at Boston. You know, the primary scoring options are Boston's wings. And that's kind of an area where the Warriors are slightly thin aside from what Andrew Wiggins and I guess Otto Porter, but he mostly plays like, they have been playing small ball five a lot just because he's just one of their bigger guys at this point. But yeah, like you said, the Warriors offense is something you can never, you can't sneeze at it. You can be up 15. <laughs> You're not safe. Shit, Boston's up 15 on Miami and they almost lost. So the Warriors, that's definitely something to look out for. Steve Kerr has been there. Draymond Green, with all the teams that made the playoffs. This is the most fun outcome. I think this series is going to be very good. And with that being said, Jameer, what are your predictions? Well, before I say what my prediction is, I think I, I have two predictions right off the bat. I believe that we will have at least two blowouts this series, one by each team. And I also predict that both teams will win at least one game on the road. With that being said, I believe that Golden State will win the series in seven at home in a very hard-fought battle to the death, pretty much. And I'm splitting hairs with it, but I'm going to go with the Golden State Warriors on this one. Whose man's is this? <laughs> Warriors in seven. We need a junior. <laughs> man. Uh-oh. Boston in six. Ah. I have my reasons, though. I knew it. They're going to put Wiggins on Tatum, most likely. Just like they put – they've been putting Wiggins on their best player – and while I forgot to mention this in my uh, breakdown of the Warriors, but also they've had a fucking cakewalk. You play Jokic with Jokic and the Jokic and the Scrubs, cakewalk, easy series. Beat them in five. That seems sucked. <laughs> Aside uh-huh. from one man. Okay. And then you had the Grizzlies who are good, but then Jaw got hurt. Easy they were still stuff. pretty good though. Beat them They're in pretty, six. But like, but if you're if you lose to that team, if you lose that team out of Jaw, you weren't gonna win the chip anyway. Like you weren't a contender. Yeah. So that should be a win. And then Luca and the Scrubs. Beat them in five. Easy dub. The yeah, fact that the Suns lost is absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah. They had a cakewalk. So I think Boston's going to come in and just steal game one off rip. Because, like, while Draymond and Steph and Clay have been here, a lot of the guys in that team have not been there. They don't – There's a lot of them are like, that's like their first playoff run. And they think, oh, that's what the playoffs is like. We're playing against Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, no. <laughs> then they're going to get dunked on by Jalen Brown. Like, yes, Steph and Clay and Draymond have tried and true, but a lot of those guys are not. And it is a team sport. And while those three are, the, are like the heart and soul of the team, 
the other guys need to perform as well. Makes sense. I guess keep the rest of this brief. In addition to that, I just don't necessarily trust the Warriors' wings to necessarily guard what the Celtics have to offer. Like if we look back at the last time the Warriors didn't have a long wing by the name of Kevin Durant, what happened before that? The 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 big wing on the other team bust that ass, and the Celtics have two of them. And this team, this current Warriors team, is not as good as the old team. And the small ball shit they do is not that new. Is not new. We're everyone's ready for it. I will I will venture to say, the small ball was cute until Stephen Adams. Watch Steven Adams made them put Kevon Looney back in the game because they don't have like the pool party shit, whatever you want to call it. While it's great on offense, defensively it's pretty, it's just pretty porous. And I don't know, bro. I just don't, I just don't think I don't like the Warriors' options for guarding Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Whereas I like the Celtics' options of guarding Steph Curry. Like Marcus Smart does a great job on him, and anyone who switches on to him will do pretty well as well. We know they're going to force an Al Horford switch on the Curry, and I don't like that either as a Celtics fan. Like, that's not a good idea. But it doesn't look – I don't like the idea of that, but it's going to happen. However, the Celtics have a lot of answers for the Warriors' best weapons on offense, whereas I don't trust the Warriors' answers for the Celtics' weapons. I want to throw a couple of nuggets in there. Uh, first yeah. off – you said the last wing when they didn't have Kevin Durant, the guy, the wing was busting their ass. I just want you. I just want to point out that that wing. Was I know it's LeBron James. I know it's LeBron James. James that we're talking about. And LeBron <laughs> James would have done that to any human being that was guarding him. On yes. The yes. At that yes, time, I understand. Like we're talking about LeBron James, prop. You know. One of the best versions of LeBron James, Cleveland second second run Cleveland LeBron. Nonetheless, did they have <laughs> good enough wings to guard any good? Like replace Le, replace LeBron with any uh, like if Paul George's was on the Cavs, Paul George probably still been whipping whoever the fuck was guarding him. Not the way LeBron James. Of course not the way. <laughs> of course not in that way. It's LeBron. And it took. The goat. <laughs> And it took LeBron being a god to make some of those series even close. If you I feel you, but look about it, if you look back at it and think about it, 20, and also, we can argue about twenty fifteen another another time. Right. But if if LeBron had had a team, if Timothy Mozgov wasn't the second best player on his team, LeBron was one hundred percent winning in twenty fifteen. And also, when you think about that's true. But also, when you think about it this way too. The work, like we we talk, we marvel so much at the Celtics defense, but the second best defense in the NBA was the Golden State Warriors. You're not wrong, and also they did that with missing Draymond Green for an extended period of time. You're not wrong. So, to say that you don't trust a def a defense that's the second best in the NBA, especially when they are dealing with one team for seven straight games, I, I, I can see where you, I can see what you're saying and I understand why you're saying it. I just see, a, I just see a golden state team that has a lot of versatility and depth on not only 
offense but defense. I understand. My thing is just like, yes, the Warriors have a great defense. I'm not denying that. However, the the areas in which you can – if you're poking a hole in this great defense, which is what you have to do at this point because both these are great defense. If you great defenses. If you're poking holes, the Warriors struggle with, A, the rebounding mm-hmm. in the big situation because – okay. No, but while they were going small in the past, they also had Andrew Bogut when they wanted to go big. You know what I mean? Like, they had Looney as well. Like, Looney's consistently been there as well, but, like, they had more than just Looney before. Looney wasn't the only the only thing. Like, yes, um, with the Warriors, uh, when KD was there, KD's fucking seven feet tall. <laughs> so, like, it's not he's not a small dude when they're going small. But, um, so, yes, Looney's there, but aside from him, they're small. And the wings, the wing guarding a bigger wings. Like Jason Tatum is not, a, he's not like a small guy. He's like six, nine, six, 10 mm-hmm. and Jalen Brown. He's like six, eight and the strongest shit. Those are the two areas in which, you know, he has a question. Those are two areas in which you want to beat the Warriors. That's what you need. And the Celtics do have that. Also, what I would say is golden as, 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 as small as golden state is right. The Celtics None of they're not dealing with seven footers like they're bigger, they're longer, but they're not dealing with no one who's a a, a titan. Like they're not dealing with like Rob Williams. He's he's a big six. What? Six, 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 eight. He's like six, eight, six, nine. You're not wrong. Al Horford is six, nine. Jason Tatum is six, eight, six, nine. Jalen Brown is six, seven, six, eight. They're not dealing with tight like they're they're bigger, but they're not titans in comparison to the Golden State Warriors. I feel what you're saying, but like Steph Curry, like six, so he's like six three. That's cool. Jordan Poole, like six three, six four. Clay Thompson, six six and on a foot and a half. But Derek, Derek, you know, and, and I mean they're going to try to exploit those matchups, sure. But Steph Curry, nine times out of ten, is going to be guarding Derek White or Marcus Smart. And he and, and I trust. And the thing is, we and you've said it before. Steph Curry is not a he's not a two way lockdown defender by any means. But he tries hard. He tries yeah. on defense. Yeah. Yeah, and against Marcus Smart, who is not the greatest offensive player we've ever seen, that will I think I think he will suffice as a defender. And I mean. Right. But nonetheless, yeah. Yeah. you know it's gonna happen because they're gonna a they're gonna do switches. They're gonna force Curry up to guard Tatum and Brown, and he's mm-hmm. gonna get his ass drilled and ran over. <laughs> and B, even if he is guarding Marcus Smart, you know what Smart's going to do? Attack the basket, and Curry's going to foul. And wanna know why? Because Smart is big and strong, and Curry is just built average. And I don't care how good you are at defense. If you're smaller than somebody, you are smaller than somebody, and that is the fact of the matter. That's a fair point. And also, one thing that I think too that I want I want to point out, we might see more because I think we're starting we were starting to see it a little more last series against Denver. Well, not De- Dallas. Right, right. I think Jonathan Kaminga is starting to work his way into the picture. That is a big. That'd be interesting. It's an X factor. And Jonathan Kaminga, I think, is an excellent answer. At least, I mean, not experience-wise, because he doesn't have the experience yet being a 19-year-old dude. 
but at, at least athletically and with the help with with Draymond Green's help because to me when I'm also thinking about this this is a dream this is a dream come true for Draymond and in, in, in a sense that Al Horford and Rob Williams like Rob, like Al Horford can get his but he's not like the most dominant offensive player like he's a very great chess piece in terms of the fact that he can pick and roll he can he got a little bit of high post a little bit of low post you know that kind of thing but he's not a great offensive player he's not a shot creator by any man yeah he's not creating his own shot so the thing is Draymond Green can literally like he he'll have a field day helping as well right so that, yeah. that's another thing that I want to factor in. I think that he'll have he'll definitely be able to help a lot more than he has had to against like other guys. Like for example, for example, like with you know a uh, Jokic or as you said, Stephen Adams, where he, you know Stephen Adams isn't a shot creator either, but he was a lot bigger than what Rob Williams is and what Al Horford is. Yeah. So he he he, he commanded more of a presence, but I I, I think in that sense that helps and that plays into Draymond's advantage where he can help and, you know, with Wiggins guarding Tatum and being that quote unquote answer. Mm-hmm. I think he'll, I think he'll be able to help him out a lot. No, I get what you're saying. I just, the way the Celtics play offense is just like Draymond will be finding, he'll find himself in switches or he'll have to play back and deal with uh, an Al Horford bitty, which is fine because Al Horford making, you know, he makes his shots not the same more often than not, but he's a trusted trusted shooter. It'll just be interesting. It just depends on – it really depends a lot on, like, who guards who because it's really not as simple as, oh, Steph's – you know, we both know it's not simple as Steph's on Marcus Smart the whole game. That's just mm-hmm. not how it works. It really depends on just, like, who's Draymond on. Like, is, is Looney even starting? Just a lot of questions we don't know will determine a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if Draymond um, – I'm sorry, I'll just make this real quick. Mm-hmm. If Draymond's the center – then, like, I guess, is he guarding Rob most of the time? Or is he just playing help in the middle? Because then that leaves a lot of back doors and stuff. We know the Celtics do – they will throw that oop. And if, if they they they, love, they force the double, especially when it comes to Tatum, they force the double and Tatum flings up to Rob and it's an easy two points. And, like, if it's Draymond, you know, if it's Draymond at center, that changes. Uh, it makes it a little easier in the sense that he takes up – he does take up less space than Looney. And he is more – he's there at center to more so help on the drive. Mm-hmm. versus just sitting in the paint so. and offensively that that helps that that plays into their advantage as well because then they could play more five i mean he's not he hasn't been the same shooter that he once was right for a while now but he's still he can run he can run the ball and they can have four shooters on the floor and again you know with the, with the switch ability that doesn't play you know that that they can they can defend that, but it makes it a lot more difficult to defend, especially with Steph Curry being able to play more off ball, and having Marcus Smart chase him as opposed to just just you know being you know putting putting y- yourself into his chest and just you know trying to guard him face up. Right. So it, it's a lot of different things that you could look at. I I agree with you. It's a lot of different things that you can look at um, with that. But yeah, overall, it's going to be very fun. It's going to be a very fun series to watch. I'm glad that the NBA has gotten a lot 
gotten back to a lot more parity. Like when we when we look back at just you know just looking back when Golden State was dominating, and it was them in Cleveland for what three years in a row, four years in a row, four years in a row. It's four right, years last, in a row. Last year was, was the uh, <laughs> the LeBron meme with J.R. Smith. Yeah, it's just it wasn't fun basketball to watch. Like nobody wanted to really, nobody really enjoyed knowing that Golden State was going to the finals every year, especially with them having Kevin Durant for three years running. So, yeah, I'm. I, I can't wait to I can't wait to see this. Like this is this is great. This is a great matchup. This is terrific. As you said, this is the best possible outcome. Because you know, I think if it's Miami and Dallas, I'm picking Miami all the way. <laughs> um, if it was Golden State in Miami, I'm picking it's a lot easier for me. And vice versa, you know, Dallas. In, in Boston, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's an easy pick for me, but I think that this series really could go down to the wire. Both teams are great defensive teams. Both teams have closers, etc. It'll be it'll be fun to watch. So, Every so, game will be fun to watch. I feel like. Right. So you think Steph Curry gets his Finals MVP finally? Oh, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. I think this is the this is his best shot. I'll say that this is yes. his best shot. This is definitely his best shot. Um, the Iguodala Finals MVP should have been Steph Curry. It should have been. It definitely should have been because you know you put in you put in a guy who got dropped off every game, and he gets the MVP because he made it quote unquote harder. (laughs) Making it harder to score thirty eight a game is the funniest argument I've ever heard in my life. We can get forty though. <laughs> this Brandon will appreciate this one. That's some that's some zig level shit. Oh god! Oh man! That's some zig shit right there. That was yeah. That was bogus. That's a bogus. That's a bogus argument in my opinion. For yeah, that was that was totally bogus because like LeBron was dropping them off every game. Like they were at double. They were doubling them. They put Draymond on them. They put Harrison Barnes on them. They did everything, you know, imaginable to try to guard LeBron James. And because they put Iguodala in the lineup and he, you know, they, they, they were able to move a little faster on offense and he made it a little more difficult on LeBron defensively, he got an MVP. So yeah, I, I, I totally, I totally hated that. But this is his best chance for sure. Watch Jordan Poole get this shit this year. Watch, yo, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Jordan Poole got it, bro. <laughs> and, and it's and it's crazy because if they would have beat the Cavs when they lost, when they went seventy three and nine, that would have been Draymond's MVP all the way. Maybe, yeah, because that game seven, he would have carried them to the W. I think, I think that was his MVP to, to be had for sure, because you know, like he, he, the one game that they 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 lost the game that he missed. He played well throughout the entire series, and then he dropped what twenty eight, thirty, 
He had 32 in the last game. Yeah, he had 32 in game seven. And he was balling. Like, he was really hooping in game seven. I think that was his MVP to be had. Right. And then, obviously, KD won the next two. So, it would have been hilarious. But, I, I, yeah, I think it'll it'll – finals MVP for me would be either – because it, it would be one of two people on each team. I think for Boston, it would either be Jason Tatum or Marcus Smart, in my opinion. Interesting. Because I think that they would factor in the defense part. And if Steph Curry shoots any lower than he usually does, they're gonna they're gonna, you know, ride him for that. Right. Especially if he has a good offensive series. Uh and I would say for Golden State, it would have to be either it would have to be Steph Curry or as you said, like a Jordan Poole or a Clay. Yeah. So I think I think if Clay can I think if Clay can uh come back to form, that would really swing the series to me. Especially if he plays good defense on Jalen Brown or yeah. some Tatum. Yeah, that's part of my, that's part of my reasoning. He just hasn't he's it's not like it's it's not the same play. And it's not the same Draymond, to be frank. But Absolutely. I think that that swings it a lot for me. If one of those, if Clay comes back to being like the Clay we all know and love, my I might be wrong. But if I just given what we've seen, I just don't see it. I think Steph has to be absolutely amazing to win this. I don't think he has to be absolutely amazing. I think that's a stretch. Because, hey, man. Does he have to be good? Absolutely. I think everybody has to be really good, though. I think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to have to be great, especially Jalen Brown, because he, 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 you know, you know, sometimes you don't know when you're going to get him. So you're right. I feel you, but I don't know. Jalen Brown's getting a lot of flack for the turnovers in the last series, but fun fact: Jason Tatum turned the ball over five times per game versus Jalen mm-hmm. Brown's four. Mm-hmm. No one's saying about Jason Tatum's turnovers. But it's all about round turnovers because they looked bad. I guess right. they look bad. Absolutely, yeah, I get it. But I don't care. I'm I'm one to not. I don't care how it looks. I'm about the I'm about the output. Absolutely. Like, I don't care about your little pretty turnovers. You turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. So I think Jalen Brown be just fine because we who are they gonna put on him? Play. <laughs> they can do they, they can do a multitude of things. We could see we could yeah. honestly see some Draymond on. Right. Never know. I, I think that I think that's that's a good decision if you're the Warriors. Lord, we can go. We can talk talk about this forever, but um, Celtics in six. <laughs> I'm excited to see how this turns out, regardless how it turns out. Because like, don't get me wrong, I think the Warriors are very capable of winning the series. But this, I just hope it's a fun one. It's been a finals that uh, you know we, we could have gotten once once or twice in the past. Things shook out a little differently, so it'd be interesting to see how it plays out now. But yeah, you got any final thoughts? I'm excited. And this is this is gonna go great. I think that either way, who you know, no matter who wins, barring injury, I think basket I think the basketball community wins. Yes, agreed. Because this this is gonna be because again, as I said, you know, a couple of years ago, the league was begging for parity, and 
just based on how these playoffs played out, even with, you know, even with an abundance of injuries, I think we got a lot of competitive things, a lot of competitive teams. Next season, next year will be fun in the NBA. Or, you know, just already seeing how a bunch of teams are, you know, you know, panned out. And I think a lot of teams will have to go back, retool, reload, and they'll come back next season ready to go. Right. But, you know, with that being with that all being said, it all the beginning of the end starts on Thursday. So I'm excited. And you know, that's that's it for our episode. This is Game Time, hosted by Jamir, myself, co-hosted by Zach. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in as usual. We love y'all. Appreciate it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at GameTime underscore podcast, Twitter at GameTime underscore ZNJ, and Facebook at GameTime with ZNJ to stay up to date on the things that we do. You can listen to future episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many other podcast platforms as well. And we can't wait to talk more basketball on game time.